0: Good evening, church. Thank you again for the good singing. The songs that can lead us to worship God from deep down our hearts, lead us to listen to His word attentively. Book of Psalms 69, verse 1 to 9. Save me, O Lord, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the mere depth where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The floods engulf me. I am worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail, Looking for my God. Those who hurt me without reason outnumber the hairs of my head. Many are my enemies without cause. Those who seek to destroy me I am forced to restore what I did not steal. You, God, know my fault. My guilty is not hidden from you. Lord, the Lord Almighty, may those who hope in you not be disgraced of me. God of Israel, may those who speak who seek you not be put to shame because of you. For I endure scorn for your sake, and shame covers my face. I am a foreigner to my own family, stranger to my own mother's children, for zeal for your house consumes me. And the insults of those who insult you for all let us pray Father again we have come before your throne realizing who we are before you and that you are God the Holy One the faithful God Thank you that you have brought us again to come to listen to your word. So Father we pray that you may lead us, you may guide us and that you may speak your word, the word that changes, the word that can transform our hearts and be different people. For we have come with broken hearts to your throne. We know that, God, you fill our cups through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and rose again. Amen. The Godly Passion Yesterday, we were looking at how this godly passion is. We said godly passion attracts enemies for doing what is right. We continued from the book of Psalms, We saw that this godly passion endures hardship to protect others. Today I want to continue to say godly passion endure hardship for the sake of God's honor. Godly passion endures hardship for the sake of God's honor. Verse 7. The psalmist says, I endure school for your sake. And shame covers my face. I endure scorn for your sake. I do not endure this suffering for my sins, but it's for your sake. David had an experience of enduring the scorn, enduring the insult because of his sins. But this time he's saying, Lord, this is for your sake. In verse eight he continues and says, "I'm even a foreigner to my own family for your sake, Lord. a stranger to my mother's children. Why, devil, thezi for the house of the Lord." God's honor is what was eating David up. He wanted God to be honored. He wanted God to be different, to be distinct, to remain holy. He wanted God to be respected. so he says, Lord, for your sake, I'm enduring what I am enduring. Protecting your name is not just about protecting others from falling because of my sins, because of my reactions. But even your name, oh God. Even your honor. I want to be a reward to you. I want me as David to give you a reward that you deserve. So that people can know who you are. Don't want to live a careless life. I want your name, your glory, your house. You remember, the heart of David was to build a nice house for God because he was living in a good house too. <clears throat> First Chronicles chapter 17 verse 1 and 2 <clears throat> First Chronicles chapter 17 Verse 1 and 2. After David was settled in his palace, he said to Nathan, the prophet, Here I am, living in a house of Seder, while the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under a tent. Nathan replied to David, whatever you have in mind, do it for God is with you. And then you continue, God later called Nathan and said, please tell David, I don't want him to build the house for me. But the heart of David was to see how he was settled, how the palace was, built beautifully, sitting on a nice chair, enjoying life, probably remembering where he was coming from, a mere to the king from nothing from dust to somebody from someone who had no name in the world to somebody who became and counted among the rich of the world. And that kingdom, the passion in his heart, said, Lord, I've seen how you have enriched me, you have blessed me, why can't I also do something to your ark? Your ark Is just in the tent. For me, I'm enjoying life. If I, David, have been respected by people because of you who have raised me, who have kept my life, who have protected me, I was a By great men, I couldn't fight those great men. You protected. Me. Now, here I am on the throne enjoying life, but your ark, your name. How are people looking at me when I am enjoying life, when I'm in the house that is beautiful, but your heart, you know, the heart was a symbol of the presence of the Lord. And the symbol, the picture, the presence of God was just in the tent. David said, God, I want to build something better for you. (laughs) I want just as much You know, the time of David, the Bible said it was the golden ages. The nation prospered because God blessed the king and the nation. So he said, For your sake, God. For the sake of your honor, God, I will endure, and I'm enduring this suffering. It is a blessing to suffer for God's sake. It is a privilege he knew that suffering for the zeal of the worldly things is losing out, but suffering for God is gain. Just as Paul realized that suffering. For righteousness was sharing with the great King, the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participate in his suffering. Becoming like him in his death. I want to know Christ, to know the power of his resurrection. And yearning to participate in his suffering. And for him that is becoming like him in his death. For Paul, it was a blessing to suffer for Christ, to suffer. For oh, Christ's sake, it was a blessing, it was a privilege to be part of the King, to work with him in his suffering, to be like him in his suffering. He suffered. Not because he wanted to be glorified. But because he wanted people to be saved. The house of the Lord. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for the church of God. So that some men and women may be secure to the Father's honor. So that in the world, there will be an instrument that will be glorifying and following the example of him who died on the cross. David said, for your sake, Lord, keep me. Protect me. As if you were saying, don't allow these enemies to finish me now before I can contribute something to your house. Let me finish the plan. Let me do it, O oh Lord. I've enjoyed love. Why can't you enjoy? How many Christians have such hearts, living comfortably, blessed by God, good jobs, good marriages, good children. When your friends have children who are drunkards, children who are something else in this world, but your children are a blessing to you, to the world, to the nation. They can bring something good. And your name is a good name because of your children. You have lived well. When others who move in the same roads that you use, they had accidents and they died immediately, but you have survived many. When the same malaria that kills others, when they go to central hospital, they pronounce death and the reason is malaria. You have been attacked by that malaria several times. You have come back glorifying God with your mouth. God has blessed you with a nice house, with a good job, God blessed you in many words. How many Christians can say, Lord, I'm living well. What about your house? What about preaching the gospel? What about sending some Where I cannot reach. Because I have no time to go there. But I can contribute. With my money. My resources. My vehicle. To go. And preach. The gospel. So that. God's. Honor. God's name. Be respected. There are still some people who have not heard about Christ, who have not heard the true gospel that Jesus died for the sinners and he needs them back to himself. And we are here as the church, blessed with all the resources. What is you? Paschum. I was thinking, if people can sacrifice for their fellow human beings, what about sacrificing for the Lord? If people can sacrifice and die for Muhammad, what about for Christ, the living king? If people can sacrifice for money, if politicians can die for their political parties, what about dying, sacrificing for the church. When I was in courtship with my wife, I asked her a question. What kind of a man would you love to live with? She said, somebody who can support my family and who can love me as I am. And I thought, am I such a man? Supporting my family. It has just come to my mind. That it is true if you love someone, then you love the family. You support the family of that person. You support the old mother. You support my old mother. You support my old father. Then i know you love. Sounds funny sometimes. but you know what I'm talking about? If we sing that we love Jesus, we love God, then we must love his faith. We must love this church. The body God, but God is saying, if you love me, what are you doing to these? Even the smallest. You remember those words of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was thirsty, you gave me water to. When I was ill, you gave me something to eat. When I had no clothes, when I was in the hospital, those Things you did you did them to me the passion the godly passion is to love the things of God the change of the Lord Jesus Christ the poor they are to the gospel. The psalmist knew why he was suffering from, from, his, from deep down his heart. He says, God is for your sake. This suffering is for your he cried to him you know me you know my conscience is clear you know my motives there is nothing You, Lord. I am suffering, going through troubles because of you, for your sake. Even my motive is clear. There is nothing that I've hidden. I'm not flattering. It's very important to be clear from deep down your heart because God knows who you are. My friend was saying, even the word lust For the youths, use it as love. Instead of saying, I love, say I love. But definitely they don't know what love is. Because after a small journey, they'll start changing their minds and say, I think it's not you. But you said, you love me. What was the motive? What was the conscience telling you? Is it true you loved me? No. He didn't mean it. He meant lust. said, Lord is for yourself. Before you, I am speaking before you. Who knows my folly, my foolishness, my hidden things in the heart. This one I am suffering because of the zeal for your heart. we committed ourselves to the work of the Lord. Genuinely? Do we give genuinely? Do we support God? sacred. How are we honoring God's the people that can protect and we are protecting God's house. Is God's name receiving the glory that He deserves? Because of this church, because of me as an individual. shall endure hardship for the sake of God's own. But let me also say, godly passion is the target for God's enemy. Verse 9 in the book that we are dealing with, Psalms 69, verse 9 For zeal for your house consumes me. And the insults of those who insult you fall on me. For the zeal of your house consumes me, finishes me, killing me. And the insults of those who insult you fall on me. Go for your zeal. I am the target of the end. Sometimes I wake up at night. And start thinking through my life. When I was young, my mother told me, "You almost died when you were three years." And when I was taking you to the clinic, I had no hope. But I thought you were gone. When I look at my life, remember yesterday I told you I started farming your years. You know someone with years. Starting his own farm? What does that mean? When I completed grade 12, I went to my brother who was working for Zesco and I told him I've completed school now And he said that is good Then he said I want you to join ZESCO. I'll find an opportunity. Then I said, "Dear, yeah, sorry, I think I have a different calling. I feel and have a desire to become a pastor." Then he said, "Oh." He spoke again in that language I told you yesterday. Said my brother, the work that you are choosing is the work of a beggar. We don't want you to be flocking frequently to our houses. I say, but that's what I'm feeling. That's the desire that I have. There's nothing that I can give to God for what he has done. I think for me, I have not just heard about God. That's what I told him. I have not just heard about God. I think I have touched him. Because the way he has moved in my life. I can see that it was just purely God. I grew up without mother. I grew up without father. And it was God. Completing school. Finishing everything. It was God. He said, okay. And then I asked the elder in the church, they said, okay, you've finished the school, but why can't you first work? Start with it as a teacher or anything? After that, you can do it. I said, but I'm not feeling like that. And I have a strong desire. I tried. To become a teacher at one time had a terrible accident. And my wife told me, you are fighting with God. And I said, okay, let's go to the Bible college. When I was in the Bible college, I faced a lot of challenges. For one year, six months, we had no sponsorship, no Russian money. We survived with my wife on the peace works. working hard every day, writing assignments. I think I was just four times from the school, by the place. First time, you have not paid the fees, go back, find the money. I went, pleaded with the elderly people, said there is no money here. I went back. After some time they said, look, this is one year, no fees, go back. Four times. And I told God. Four times. I have graduated. If they will chase me the fifth time. I am not coming back. Simply means. You have not called me. To be in this ministry. God is faithful. I was not chased for the fifth time, but God sent someone all the way from America, just bumped into me, interviewed me, and he said, young man, God has called you. I'm going to pay everything, including young Congolese. It will be paid. Concentrate on your school. That's how I finished school. But still, the problems have not finished. I go through a lot of problems that if I was to tell you, you would think this man is not supposed to be here, supposed to be dead out of people. What am I saying? People with godly passion are the target by the devil, by the enemies. If truly you have the passion for God. You have the passion for God's house. You have the passion to see the kingdom moving. And the enemy knows this one. You'll be the target. You'll be finished. You'll fight. You'll try. But thank God, He is faithful, and that's why Paul, when he was writing to the book to the to the Romans, he encouraged the church using the same words. Romans 15, verses 3 to 7. Romans 15, verse 3 to 7. He says, For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement, they provide with. We might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. What is Paul saying? These are the words of encouragement. To the church that he didn't visit. But he heard something about it. And he has used the scripture. The Old Testament. That listen carefully. The insults of God. will fall on the people. That have zeal for God. But what can help is for the Christians to support one another. He said, these words were not written just as a book. They were written for you and me to learn. That a Christian can go through hell sometimes. But me as Paul want to say, you Christians must encourage one another. When you see a friend, a spouse who's going through suffering, Because of the zeal for God, Christians don't laugh at them. Because the problem is our fellow Christians, sometimes they also contribute. They mock us. They are good but biters. Good haters those who say, I naturally hate him. But the encouragement here is, when you see a friend, a brother, going through such problems, is a target Encourage. Hold his hand. Walk with him. Talk to him. That is the zeal for the house. Is it to love one another? Is it to help one another? Is it to encourage one another? That is the zeal to encourage the pastor when he's going through moments, to encourage the members, fellow members encouraging fellow members, leaders encouraging fellow leaders, members praying for the leadership and the leadership praying for the members and not laughing at them. Then together with one voice we can encourage one another Move and help the church, the instrument of God, to be a powerful instrument in the world. To reach the unreached so that people who glorify God, so that people who know these are the children of God. Are you a child of God? Do we have zeal? You have a passion and that passion has brought problems. My encouragement is don't give up. There is an encourager the Lord Jesus Christ who went to visit him Alone with that cross, never gave up, up to the end, until he said, Father, it is finished. I have fulfilled all that you needed me to fulfill. Now take me home. This is the preaching. This is the heart of a Christian and God encourage all of us.